Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly. Pastor Joel Swakowski, welcome. Hey, what's the name of the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's just... I always play this angry guy screaming in the background. Um, oh, I love I, it. I, I love the energy. I feel it. Yeah, it's really what what the flock, you know. Yeah, it's uh, great. <laughs> you know, we don't have the the whole intro where it's you know uh, it repeats. Like we don't have the the today's episode is right forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, well, thanks awesome. for having me, Pastor. It's great to be here. Oh man. This is great. What we are, we are, we're going to talk about forgiveness today. That's awesome. So would you give us some background on the topic, Pastor Joel? Sure. Just pretty simply, you know, the forgiveness is one of the cornerstones of Christianity um, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. his sacrificial death. We've been forgiven and received salvation through that. So, um it's it's a very very important aspect of of what we all believe as christians yeah definitely a a a pillar a cornerstone of our beliefs right yeah so how have people been hurt by this topic this is obviously a podcast for people who've been so hurt by church they don't come anymore so how have people been hurt by the topic of forgiveness yeah it's you know talking about the the history Mm -hmm. saying how it's this amazing benefit. So how people end hurt by it is mm-hmm. seems like out of left field, but mm-hmm. well, it's definitely not anything God's done. People in the church have been hurt by this topic because the church largely doesn't understand how to specifically apply forgiveness. Okay. For instance, who do I forgive? Mm. When do I forgive? Oh, nice. Furthermore, not having a specific and causal definition mm-hmm. has led the church to not actually forgiving people when it is needed. So once again, a similar pattern you've probably seen through all these episodes is one of the big areas the church has, has failed is not having god's definitions to these key words that make up our faith Hmm. and that goes the same with forgiveness okay so they don't so people don't have this definition um and so they can't apply forgiveness right that's one of the benefits of having this um causal definition a definition Mm -hmm. that's a cause Mm -hmm. a definition that's without contradiction which all God's definitions for words are according Mm. to that. But one of the, so it makes sense in the, it makes, it would make sense. A causal definition would make sense in my life and in the Bible as well. And there wouldn't be any type of contradiction there. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't matter what the context is. It's a great way to great way to see it. And because we don't have the causal definition for forgiveness, we don't know how to specifically do that. doctrine that's good oh cool okay so how do they support their position in the bible well this side this this there's this first side this strict side 
is really the people who will just say, forgive everybody whenever you're hurt. And what that means is just to turn the other cheek. Hmm. So I, you know, this turn the other cheek perspective of forgiveness, but Jesus does teach about it. And that's from Matthew five thirty nine. So that would be where I would support the strict side where it's essentially arguing for anybody, but even for Christians, pastor Jonathan, if, if I hurt you, it's your job as a Christian to forgive me. Mm. So what we see is the church has taken on this responsibility as if it's supposed to confront the world and confront these sinners Uh. and instantly forgive Christians. We'll see that is, uh, that is definitely flipped. It that's, that's not supposed to be that way. Um, and we've talked about this actually with some of the confession and repentance episodes we've done in the past, but, but ultimately if I was to argue, you know what, it's your job to forgive me. If I wrong you, Mm. that means turn the other cheek. It puts the responsibility on you, the person who was wronged to act like a Christian towards me the person who wronged you. Wow. Forgiven me. Wow. And then also in that is, so this is, these are the strict people. So it's your responsibility to forgive me and we confront sinners. So meaning that these are the, these would be your classic sign carriers. Like if we were to amplify Mm, that mentality, it's people with signs, you know, that blast their beliefs or confront other people that don't believe what they believe. Yeah. And one of these, yeah, confronting sinners. Now I'll say this, we are sinners. Christians still sin, but that's the issue here is the church doesn't know who to confront and who to forgive and what that process looks like for the right order Mm. in order to do those processes so these sign carrying people are treating everyone the same nice that's an issue because the bible doesn't tell us to treat everyone the same Hmm. not not as it relates to forgiveness and confrontation wow so how do people argue against this what's the actual issue happening here well, if, if somebody came to me and said, you know what, I like Joel, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Matthew 539 says that. I could actually just ask that person, is this what the Bible actually teaches? Like, like Pastor Jonathan, you and me are both Christians here. So if you're telling me I have to turn the other cheek to you, another Christian, Let's actually walk through Matthew 539. Can you show this to me? That's how I defend myself. Let's one of the things that I, I tend to do when people throw Bible verses at me is to make sure let's open up our Bible and look at it. Cause oh, good tip. I know I am guilty of this, but mm-hmm. so often when I'm quoting scripture without actually looking at it, mm-hmm. I'm quoting it wrong. Mm-hmm. I've remembered it wrong, or I've added or I've missed some things. But so if we look at this, Matthew 5.39 says, but I say unto you, resist not him that is evil. 
but whosoever smiteth thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. So yeah, this is Jesus saying, turn the other cheek, but about who? Him that is evil. He's ah. talking about unbelievers here. So the issue we're seeing, the actual issue is the church has flipped this perspective of when a Christian sins against you, the church says you immediately forgive him, turn the other cheek. But Jesus is saying we're supposed to do that to unbelievers. Evil, right? Him that yeah. is evil. So what do we do with believers? Well, this is where, you know, again, if I'm if I'm trying to defend my thought process and help this person who's coming after me in this area, I'd say Matthew 18, 15 actually shows us what we're supposed to do when we're trespassed against by a believer, by mm. another Christian. It says... And if thy brother, believer, sin against thee, go, show him his fault between thee and him alone. If he hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. So what's cool here is it shows, as a believer, if I'm trespassed against by another believer, I have the responsibility to confront that believer. I'm responsible for that. And there is a benefit to it. If it's handled well on both sides, if the confrontation is done well, and if the person who's confronted hears that person, you've gained a brother. Mm -hmm. There's a benefit there. This is really the process we've been talking about, the beginning of the process we've been talking about and how when something goes bad between two believers, if it's handled the way Christ has set us out to handle it, it actually makes that bad thing turn into a good thing. You'll feel good about it. You've gained a brother. Nice. It's amazing. Yeah. So we know that we need to forgive, yet we don't know how. Right. That's and where we we're haven't, at right now. Yeah, we haven't. We still have yet to define the term, right? So right. we do know we're responsible to confront believers. Mm-hmm we're responsible to immediately forgive unbelievers. The church has flipped that. We still don't know what forgiveness means though. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's get into the loose perspective. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, Pastor Joel, why don't we take a call? Let's see. From... Oh, we got a call? We do. Uh, you know what? It's from McMillan, Alabama. It's our buddy. Pastor Richard oh, Tater. Nice. Awesome. Go ahead, Pastor Tater. You are on the line. Hello, Pastor Joel, Pastor Jonathan. This is Pastor Richard Tater. How y'all doing? Happy to be here. All right. So I was always taught, John 20, 23, said, since I retain sins, that I'm able to equal out justice righteously and with furious anger. However, I learned from the forgiveness lesson in the restoration course that the definition for forgiveness is to state your will that you won't equal out your justice, even if you had the chance to. So now I realize, y'all, forgiveness benefits me, and I'm putting the other person in God's hands, which takes faith. When are y'all going to talk about that? Nice. You're, well, you're ahead of us there, Pastor Tater. Thanks for, thanks for sharing everything. 
so far, but we will actually be talking about faith in our next episode. All right, now, gentlemen, I will, I will patiently wait for that. Uh, normally, I would ask for your forgiveness for how I treated you in the past. However, I know that my confession and repentance doesn't require me to seek forgiveness. Actually, it's a benefit to you to forgive me. But I know you've already done that. <laughs> Correct, Amundo. <laughs> <laughs> As always, gentlemen, this was my favorite podcast. To hate, God bless. Awesome. Thank you for the call, Pastor Richard Tater. Always a pleasure to have you. Any thoughts, Pastor Joel? Yeah, I think it's great. We, you know, right before he called, you and I were talking about how we haven't even given the definition of forgiveness yet. Right, we right. Talked about so much. Pastor Tater just gave us the definition. Mm. Amazing. So mm-hmm. thank you, Pastor Tater. Yeah. And what we're seeing is the restoration process that Pastor Tater has been going through is resulting in him teaching our listeners. And notice when an injustice is done to you, justice says you are owed and the other person needs to pay. Now, God can't equal out the injustice until he knows you aren't going to. We talked about God's nature at length in a six-episode series. God responds to justice. He can't be unjust. That's why he can't equal out the injustice until he knows you aren't going to. So this is what forgiveness is. You stating your will that you won't equal out the injustice that happened against you, even if you were given the chance. And notice, I can do this without even saying it to the person I'm forgiving. Because the point is, me stating my will is ultimately allowing God to move in this matter. Furthermore, when someone asks you to forgive them without repenting, they are asking you not to equal out justice on them. Hmm. Because they want God to equal it out. Apparently, hmm. they apparently these people want something to suddenly go wrong with one of the future plans they have for no apparent reason. Hmm. Meanwhile, God can now do something for you in the future for no apparent reason. So, for instance, if you owed me ten dollars, mm-hmm. would I want the ten dollars from you? Or would I want God to bring me $10 in the future? Hmm. I choose God. Nice. Because God can do a lot more with $10 than you can. (laughs) That is correct. That is, in fact, correct Amundo. That is correct Amundo. Oh, man. Awesome. So, Pastor Joel, what's the other side of this argument? Let's talk about the loose perspective. All right. The loose side is just forget move past it, feel good about me. If I wronged you, forget it. Okay. This is the let it go, give it to God perspective. Okay. There's no definition there. It's just based off of trying to enforce this feeling and forgetting something that has happened. The people that have wronged me expect me to forget about the injustice they've committed. 
against me. Hmm. Have people been hurt by that perspective? Oh yeah. Cause what happens is that that, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Forget it and feel good about something that bad that happened to you doesn't work. So yeah. people are who try to just let it go are holding on to the injustices that happened to them and whether they're even aware of it or not, they are taking out their injustices, possibly leading to depression in that moment, in that specific area, because they could be holding other people to a standard they're not holding themselves to. So notice the injustice that happened to you is in your brain and is connected to an emotion. Every fact in our brain has an emotion attached to it. So how do you intentionally forget a fact and intentionally not feel an emotion? Oh, that's a great question. Really, the only way is brain damage. Oh, man. So this is why confession and repentance results in changing our feeling about the fact from negative to positive. When we talked about repentance, we showed how you can feel good about the injustice that happened when it's done through confession and repentance. This process of letting it go, of just stating to a person, give it to God. And, and honestly, I'm not saying you shouldn't give injustices to God. But when all I do is say to somebody who's been hurt, give it to God without explaining the process of doing that, right. I am actually... I'm endorsing brain damage, just mm. forgive and forget, just forget and move past it. Just feel good about the person. Notice even saying to someone, I forgive you for everything you've ever done. Doesn't work because if I do that, I'm not accessing the specific fact attached to the specific emotion of what I'm dealing with. With forgiveness, it's important to state specific injustice so we feel the specific emotion attached to that. But that's also why most people don't want to forgive because they want to avoid those negative emotions. Okay, so Pastor Joel, if someone were to come up to me and they were just and they were to just say to me, you know, just feel good about the injustices that I did to you. You know, forgive me, feel good about me. They take the, the essentially the responsibility of that interaction and put it on me to take care of, right? How, how would I address them? What could I say? Yeah, at this point, what, what I would do is I'd flip it on them and just ask mm -hmm. a question. Do you forget, forget, forget mm -hmm. the wrongs that have been done to you? Oh, you usually, immediately, yeah. You immediately feel good about the person. You never yeah. think about it anymore. And when you think about that person, you feel good about them. So you won't equal out justice because of the $10 I owe you. Or you'll forget and feel good about me, even though I crashed your car and didn't get it fixed. Oh, man. So those are questions I would ask this person. And then, you know, at this point too, when we're dealing with people on this side of the argument, the loose side, what we, what we try to encourage people to do is get, get yourself into a place where you, where you recognize the point isn't whether or not they answer the question. The point is this question in and of itself is a benefit to these people. 
So I ought to be able to just walk away after I'm done asking this question. Nice. When you see this going on in the church, Pastor Joel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's sad to me that this really, really important concept that is a cornerstone of Christianity is so misapplied. I think yeah. people talk about it a lot. We do, we do talk about forgiveness a lot, but I feel like we just, we're missing it. We're missing actually how to apply it. But I see this categorically, there's three different area, three different categories of people that I really see and how they handle this, this concept differently. There's the people that I feel sorry for. These are the people who think they've forgiven others, but really they haven't. And while also getting upset at other people when those people hold injustices against them. So this is that contradiction that can actually cause these people to have depression in this area. Because these people will try to muscle their way into feeling better, try to effort their way. Even though I feel like garbage, I'm going to effort my way and make myself feel good. Mm. And whether they know it or not, they're advocating brain damage and depression. Mm. There's the people we understand why they do what they do. In this area of forgiveness, these are the people that know that they're supposed to forgive. They even try to forgive and they get frustrated with forgiveness being explained through platitudes instead of it being done with the godly counsel. These people know that this letting it go platitude doesn't really do anything when they don't know how to let it go. What's the process of letting it go? And these people, so yeah, they get frustrated. They know these platitudes don't work. And they also, they don't want to advocate brain damage. Mm -hmm. So these people aren't going to tell you just to forget something. They might not be able to tell you the right way to forgive, but they're also not, they're not at the point where they're going to be advocating for your brain working in an opposite way than it's supposed to. And then there's the people we're impressed with. These are people who recognize that they are not judge and jury. These are people who understand that forgiveness is about stating their will, that they will not equal out justice on the person that wronged them. Awesome. Which leads into our ultimate answer. What's the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer, thanks to Pastor Tater for giving this to us while during his call. Is Way really, early, right? Yeah, Way we early. got it early. Thank you. It is stating your will that you will not equal out justice in a specific case, even if given the chance. Okay. So now what I want to do is I want to ask you, Pastor Joel, I want to take this car crash instant incident. Great. And someone crashed your car and didn't get it fixed. How right. would you, how would you forgive that person? If I was at the point in this process where I, it was the, the next step for me to do was to forgive this person. This is what I do. The first thing I do is I would think about the car crash and I would feel the emotion of that car crash, which would probably be sad, 
or maybe even mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I would actually, I would start talking to God and I would, I would tell God what I would want to do if it was up to me. Hmm. I would say, God, I feel sad and mad. And if it was up to me, I'd, I'd hire a lawyer and take this person to small claims court and make them pay for all my car fees and, and hopefully more. Cause not only am I dealing with the injustice of my car being wrecked, but I also feel like garbage and I want that fixed too. That's what I would do. Nice. But God, I don't want to do that. So right now to you, God, I state my will. I'm not going to take out my justice on this specific event. And I'm going to let you take care of it. Even if sometime in the future, I have the ability to do something or anything to this person to take out justice, even a little bit, I'm not going to do that. So what I like about this process is not only do I state my will, I've, I did state my will. I'm, I stated it out loud. I stated it to God. I'm not going to do this. I stated to God, I'm going to let you take care of it. Even if I'm, even if I'm given the chance, I'm not going to take out any justice. But what I, what I like, and I was taught this process by someone else too. What I particularly like about it is the first part is this going this extra step of actually walking through. If I had my way, what would I do? Yeah. Cause processing that out and walking through that, the event and the feelings I have is actually me addressing the way I feel. And it's not me ignoring what I really would want. Hmm. Get Getting that emotion out of me instead of just simmering in my brain is healthy. So I state my will, what I would do. I state to God, it's in your hands now, no matter what. And now I can move forward and I can know God's going to take care of it because my faith says, He's right and just, and he's the one who's going to make this right. So what do you do if you're, you know, let's say that person crashed your car and you're borrowing their car and you're sitting in their car going, oh man, I totally could equal out my own justice. So you've forgiven them, but then an opportunity presents itself. Is it normal to have those like instances or those flashes of, oh man, I want to. Here's my chance. Up. Yeah, here's my chance. Like, what, what, what would you do? What do you do with that? Right. So, in those moments, that's why it's so important to state our will because hopefully we remember that we forgave this person and we yeah. remember that we've given it to God. But I like what you're doing there because we also know forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. Right. So, what I would do, and, and here's now you want to go extra level forgiveness. One of the one of the proofs you've forgiven somebody is not only are you not going to equal out justice on that per- person, no matter if you're given the chance or not, mm-hmm. you're also willing to help that person, even in the area that they hurt you. Wow. So what I would do in this case, if I was to borrow the car of the person who destroyed mine in a in the past. I would want to give their car back to them in better shape than how they borrowed it to me. 
Oh, snap. Get a car wash, fill it up with gas. Yeah. Like drive it, it, drive it out. Yeah. Maybe there's some trash in it. And even it might be as simple as like, oh, there's a, a piece of paper on the floor and just picking that up and throwing it away. Wow. So yeah, that's where, that's where you're going to definitely prove to yourself and to God. And you don't need to, that's what's cool about this. You don't need to prove anything to the person who hurt you. Yeah. I don't need to say, I forgive you to the person that I've forgiven. It's important. I have that conversation with God, but I don't need to with that person. So earlier on in the, in the podcast, you asked the question, who do I forgive and when do I forgive? Yeah, this is definitely where I think the the biggest issues in the church are as it relates to this topic, because we do just want to forgive everybody, or really what we want is we want we want to be forgiven. Be by forgiven. Yeah. yeah. But if it's my turn to forgive, it's if like so who do I forgive? Well, I'll say this. Yes, I do forgive everyone. However, the process for getting to that step of forgiveness is different for different people. So then what's that process or when do I forgive? When I'm dealing with an unbeliever, if it's the unbeliever who wrecked my car and brings it back to me without getting it fixed, I immediately forgive. I let God equal it out. And and honestly, the the value I'm going to get back in return from God is going to be greater than if this person fixed the car on their own. If I'm dealing with a believer, I wait to forgive them until after they repent. So if it's a believer who borrowed my car, they bring it back to me broken. Mm -hmm. My job there is to confront them. After they repent of their wrong, then I forgive them. So after the believer fixes my car, then I forgive, which at that point would be pretty simple since the thing I would want to take out justice on was fixed. But we see this in Luke 17, three, it says, take heed to yourselves. If thy brother sin, rebuke him, which means to confront. And if he repent, forgive him. So this is the process that Jesus gave us on how and when to forgive when we're dealing with unbelievers versus believers, that process is different. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.